0: And girls, ladies and gents, welcome to another episode of Stadium and Gale. Is your favorite Uncle Silk?
1: It's Dan.
2: And Delatori. Gentlemen, we have an exciting day. Uh, we are excited to welcome, I believe it's the 26th Florida Gators football coach to our program, Billy Napier. Billy, it is a pleasure to join you this morning.
1: Yeah, guys. Um, excited about the opportunity to spend a little time with you and a uh, ton of respect for what you're doing we really appreciate you covering our team absolutely well Billy we're excited to have you on we're about 14 months into
2: your tenure here uh, at the University of Florida uh, talk to us a little bit about what going into year two looks like you know obviously set a lot of expectations in in year one set a lot of groundwork but what does that mean and carry over into year two
1: yeah you know I, I think the big thing is just we um I think we understand expectations you know I think we're you know, year one is very much like giving a year of your life away in terms of hiring a staff. Um, you know, learning a new group of players, learning a new place, um, and it's not. You know, I think the game of football involves a lot of people, right? So, um, it's not just players uh, and the things that they need to do relative to learning, but it's also the the entire organization, right? So. Uh, everyone is very much settled in. You know, you're. everybody's got a house. Everybody's got their kids in school. Um, we've been fortunate, I think, for the most part at this point to retain the majority of our staff. Uh, so they're more familiar with how we operate. Uh, and certainly our players and staff, you know, just a little bit more detail, a little bit more discipline. Uh, and I think we can get – a little bit more specific relative to uh what it takes to win. How much smoother
2: is the operation in year two than year one?
1: Man, it's it's unbelievable. Um you No, know, I'm just observing we're right in the middle of the second phase here, but things that I think last year uh we'd been going for four years at Louisiana, so a lot of things that you took for granted, you know, you hit the ground in a new place and you start and you realize the amount of work that we've done over the last four years to get to that level of efficiency. Um, you know, and I think certainly the growing pains of the first year, a lot of that just has to do with um, teaching a new group of people uh, our way of doing things. Right. So right now, uh, we're much further along just with the trust, the communication, the systems are established. Um, I think the relationship part, the trust part is is a big part of it, but more importantly, the detail throughout all parts, right? We've had, we've been, we've made mistakes, we've corrected, we've made mistakes, we've corrected. Uh, so I think we're closer. Uh, we continue to minimize error and get more efficient at what we do. And, I, and I'm not just talking about, uh, you know running ball plays i'm i'm talking about every facet right academics um, nutrition strength and conditioning sports science uh evaluation recruitment uh we know our product better um we know each other better right so and i, I think that uh you can com- you combine that with I think we've got 29 new scholarship players, or something like that. You know, so a lot of positive, and certainly it's a lot more fun to come to work in the second year.
0: An important part of uh, leadership, I think, is just uh, self improvement, self awareness. Uh, what do you think you can improve uh, from a head coach perspective uh, versus last year? What, are you, what areas you think you can improve on as a head coach?
1: Yeah, it's a great. You know, still I think that's a. The ultimate question, right? One of the things that we do is we ask every single part of our organization to kind of do a year in review and have a personal plan for improvement, right? Myself included, right? And I think that um, we do that around New Year's signing day, right? In that part, Um, we give them a little bit of time to think about that and get more really specific, all parts of your life, not just the football part. Uh, And I think the big thing for me is just, you know, what I experienced in the first year is uh, I think your time is divided in the first year, right? Compared to maybe what I experienced in the fourth, you know, second, third, fourth year kind of takes you back to that first year of being a head coach at Louisiana. So, um, you know, a lot to do in the first year. And I think my time was divided. And, and I think the big thing is the connection with the players, uh, each individual player on your team and each member of the organization, right? Uh, going that to that, that extra mile to some degree to connect and know and have a pulse for each player and each part of our team. I think each part of the organization is, you know, in year two, that's where, Uh, From a leadership standpoint, I've observed all these people for a year. Now we can give them all feedback uh, and help them get better. So I think that's the big takeaway is there's no way around the first year. You got to go through it. Um, And I think the key is that we quality control everything. We get better. um, And certainly a new dynamic and a new place. And it's the fun part of the job, too, right? You get a chance to do it over and do it better.
2: Uh, Coach, I've got a question uh, about recruiting. You know, last year you came in in December, had just a couple weeks to close the first class and then a couple months to close out the rest of that class. You spend this entire year recruiting. You guys do a great job. But specifically, how do you guys go about as a a coaching staff and as a team uh, evaluating players, not just on talent, but some of the intangibles that you look for uh, when deciding to recruit a player or, you know, allow a player to commit and join the uh, football program?
1: Yeah, I think – Dan, I think that's a huge part of what we do. And I think in today's world, it's more important than ever relative to the portal, relative to NIL, uh, really understanding who the player is as a person. Um, you know, in this is college football, we're recruiting. We're, we're not drafting like the NFL. I mean, it's important at the next level, uh, but it's even more important, I think, at our level. Um, And it is a part part of the evaluation process, right? We have an extensive detailed evaluation process that we go through. And one of the things um, that we ask the coaches to do and all parts of the recruiting process to do is to, you know, we gather information about the makeup of the kid, right, relative to what do the people in the school say about him, right? Uh, What do the teachers say, the administrators say, um, what do his coaches say, what did his teammates say right and uh and then I think there's a little bit of judgment relative to when they come on campus, you know you get a gut feeling for the situation you know who are the important people in their lives uh what are their values uh what's important to them are they you know how are they motivated right are they intrinsic extrinsic um, we we And we really, in this offseason, I think we're spending a little bit more time in that area. I think it's an important part. So, yeah, I mean, there's no doubt that when we give a player a grade, we're taking into account, you know, all parts of the player, not just the physical talent. Hmm.
2: When it comes to the transfer portal, everything can kind of move quickly. How do you do all of that in a shorter time period?
1: Yeah. Nick, that's that's spot on. That's where we have spent some time in the last couple months. You know, are there some player assessments tools that we can use, right? Are there a set of questions that we can ask? Um, the big thing, Nick, and I think you're spot on, and we, we talked about this. I talked to a lot of my friends about this is, you know, it's a lot like NFL free agency, but um, there's a million players out there, right? So you got to sort through that. So quickly, you've got to evaluate not only the physical components and try to collect as much data as you can about the player and uh, from that piece, but also who do we know around the kid? Do we have relationships from, from the past? Who do we know on the staff? who knew him in the recruiting process. Um, I mean, why is he in the portal? You know, mm-hmm. um, ultimately what, what made him make the decision to get in the portal. Right. So I do think that it's a big part of what we do and it's a small window of time. And I think that that's one of the frustrations that most coaches would say is like, it's like speed dating. You got to make these decisions in a hurry. Right. So, right. um, uh, we're living one of those crazy reality shows, um, you know, every every winter and every spring. But I think the key for us has been, you know, we know someone um, that has inside information. We have – or we have a prior relationship with the kid. Uh, and that allows us – someone that we trust speaks on the player's behalf. Uh, and then also I think, you know, we're looking for – Accurate information relative to height, length, verified speed. Um, you know, all how does the player learn? I mean, there's lots of things that contribute there. What system do they play in? How much carryover? Um, there's a lot to be learned here from the NFL model.
2: And how much do you anticipate this second window uh, guys going in? Um, obviously, it'll be after spring ball. Some guys might see the writing on the wall or, or try to go somewhere, but it's only two weeks. So it's like 45 day window just crammed into 14 days.
1: Yeah. I mean, I, I think that it's, it's probably less about the 14 day window. That's just the window where they can get in. Mm. Uh, I think the window of time is when they get in until they make the decision. Right. I think ultimately. So for us, um, you know, I mean, we're we're in year two of building a program and, and kind of evaluating the roster and, you know, strengths, weaknesses. Have we – is every position layered the right way relative to player retention? Um, you know, and trying to create depth at certain spots. So, I mean, I think that uh, we're going to have a chance to watch our team the entire semester. Uh, we'll finish up spring practice. We'll kind of know where we're at and – uh if we feel like we've got certain positions where we need players, then you know we'll evaluate the players that go into the portal and we'll try to make the best decision in the interest of the team. So um, I do think that so far um, we did a good job in year one of kind of adding a few players that contributed to our team and then certainly uh, very impressed so far with the players we've added in this group. You know, Bird Cheryl. Uh, Deserves a lot of credit. Um, I think the plan that we put in place worked. uh, And there's a lot of, you know, a lot of work that goes into that going all the way back, you know, to the beginning of the process. So, um, yeah, I think you're spot on. I, I don't necessarily view it. It is different, right, because that player is leaving It's a little bit different timeline, right? I I really do think at the end of spring, you got to be, got to really evaluate why the player is leaving. uh, What are the motivations there? What what's the situation there? And then ultimately, what needs do you have? In each individual situation, you got to see it independent of all others. Try to make a good objective decision that helps the team
0: most of you guys off the uh, the Nick Saban let me say 100% of the guys off the Nick Saban tree could just flat out recruit you guys are known for being uh elite recruiters um and recruiting has changed a little bit just like you said with the speed dating a lot of this is on the fly how much do you adjust and do you adjust your uh, your your staff to to maybe fit because of what NIL is do you change your staff to maybe fit more of a business tactic than than the tr- traditional recruiting yeah, I think it's a combination of both. Um, you
1: know, I think the strategy component, right? How you allocate your time uh, throughout the entire year. You know, recruiting is not something that just happens one day, right? This is a very much a process. You got to identify uh, potential players. You got to evaluate, go through a very extensive evaluation process. And then once you make a decision that that player fits then then you're recruiting Um, and I do think nowadays with NIL there is some strategy to that Uh, but I would say that it's just become another piece of the puzzle right I mean I think it's another part of what uh, we have to offer if that makes sense Um, so you know this is not the first time the game has evolved right I mean we've You know there's always been every year there's something new that causes you to have to adapt and evolve uh relative to recruiting calendar relative to um you know every year you're evaluating things that you can do to improve your product and put yourself in position to create create an advantage right so that's the great thing about where we're at right now i feel really good about the player experience here um but i do think your point is relative there's no doubt that there's a strategy component i mean especially with the ncaa rules the state laws and this is all new right so there's no blueprint for this this has never been done before right so uh, i think you're seeing a lot of people it, it is very fluid and i think people are adjusting every day you know heck we're um The state laws in this state just changed, right? So you got to adjust. Every day it's a little bit different. And this is not – I mean, college football has always been this way, right? It just happens to be – this is the hot topic um, this year and this, this time.
2: Billy obviously a lot of changes happening in college football but one of the things that I want to go back to is about uh, coaching staff and obviously we talked about recruiting athletes but I want to talk about recruiting coaches and then also recruiting support staff what do you look for when you're trying to build out not only your coaching staff but folks that are going to be around supporting the uh, the program
1: yeah I think number one we're looking for a certain level of integrity and character Um, you know what I'm I'm looking for people that are authentic, that are sincere, that really do uh, view uh, coaching the way I view it, right? And they have a sincere care for the players. Um, You know, I think we all want to be productive. We all want to have success uh, on the field. But while we're doing that, I think there's an attitude and approach. Um, I'm looking for a selfless person, a person that can put their ego aside and work together as a team. So we kind of start there. That's number one. Um, And, you know, oftentimes you may not have worked with people directly, but, you you know, you're always relying and leaning on people that you trust, that you have experience and history with. Uh, I think the second component is a certain level of expertise uh, at what we're asking them to do, right? So, um, you know, they have the ability to be very productive, Um, relative to teaching and developing the player, right? So we talk about leading the person, that was number one, right? Then we talk about teaching the player, developing the player, uh, that being number two, and that requires a certain level of expertise. And you got to fit within our systematic approach, our philosophy in those areas, right? So what is your history or experience, Who have you coached with? Who have you been around? What's your pedigree? Um, And then I think the third component is the recruiting component, right? you got to recruit your area and recruit your position. I do think the – I should say evaluate and recruit your area and position. Um, You know, that being kind of the third component. So – you know, and and we did it. The the fourth and fifth part of every staff member is you got to protect and represent the University of Florida, and then you got to do a good job, be a great teammate in the building, and also a, more, a commitment to prioritize your family. Um, so those that's kind of what we challenge our staff with, and certainly those those things are what we evaluate when we're trying to assess whether
0: somebody's a good fit here. The biggest uh, – one of the biggest concerns or questions from the fan base is just play calling, offensive coordinator, and that middle eight we struggled, struggled with this past season. Uh, new, uh, Anthony Richardson's gone pro, new quarterback, little competition this spring. Uh, you guys are big on analytics. How do we fix that that middle eight? Yeah, I mean, I think
1: we just – we execute better. You know I mean? We're in year two. We're going to do everything systematically. We're going to be a lot better at every part of what we do. Um, you know, we're going to communicate better. We're going to be aligned properly more often. Um, we're going to play with less mental errors, less loafs. Um, we're going to have less fundamental and technique flaws. Um, and I think that... Um, you know, we'll be a a lot uh, better coordinated um, and execute better in those critical moments, right? I mean, I think, uh, you know, we've been through these things before, right? So I think, uh, you know, I think as time goes, this is a developmental game. All players in our system last year played in our systems for the first year. Uh, We had some experienced players and some inexperienced players, um, and I think it's important that we remember we're not only teaching players, we're also teaching every single person in the organization. So um, the the amount of detail and the intricacies of getting the football team ready to play, I think is um, – I think if you had an inside look, you'd be blown away with the amount of time, effort, and energy that goes into it. So uh, we're – we're very uh multiple in all parts of our team, so as we get into year two, we'll get better, and year three, we'll get better. Uh, not only the the personnel improves, but also the, the coaching and the level of detail
0: that we offer the player improves. I got that, that sounded
2: like an offer, so I'll be uh, <laughs> I'll be in the office tomorrow.
0: I got one more, just one more. Um, we lost to all our rivals, and this is the first time it happened in my lifetime, and a lot of uh, the Gator fans. How do we approach this offseason? Are you making it a thing of emphasis?
1: Yeah, no, I, I there there's nobody that wants to win more than the people in this building. I can promise you that, right? So right. Um, you know, I, I think the big thing is we focus on the things that are gonna help us get the result that we want, right? We you know, I, I understand we all want the lifestyle, we all want we all want to win, right? But You know, are we willing to live the life every day that gets the result that we want? You know, I think so. Um, This comes down to having the self-discipline to be focused on um, each day the things that are going to produce the result, right? So, um, you know, we got to be process-oriented. The results will come. Um, And I think we're all competitors uh, and we all... Um, some of you know, I've been in those locker rooms, right? I I know our team, I know some of the key players that are coming back in our team, and there's no one that's more important that, uh, to than the people in this building and certainly the players that are returning in particular. So, um, you know, rivalry games are what make this, uh, you know, that make this college football dynamic a special thing, right? So, um, we're well aware of the challenge and we look forward to the, the next opportunities that we have. Well, Billy, we appreciate your time this morning. Thank you so much. The
2: 29th actual head coach of the University of Florida. Billy Napier, thanks so much for your time this morning and go Gators.
1: All right, guys. Thank you all. Go thanks, Gators. Thanks,
0: you have now arrived at Stadium and Gale.